0: Issue Review, Fiscal Services Division, November 7th, 2011. IPERS Retirement Dividend Payments. Issue. The Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, or IPERS, does not apply a traditional cost-of-living adjustment for retirement benefits. A retiree's monthly benefit payment is determined by a formula at the time of retirement, and the amount does not change. Instead of adjusting the monthly benefit for inflation, the General Assembly creates two separate once-a-year payments for retirees. The November Dividend for pre-1990 retirees and the Favorable Experience Dividend, or FED, for 1990 and later retirees. Available funding for the FED is estimated to be depleted within the next three years. Affected agencies, IPERS, Code Authority, Iowa Code Chapter 97B, Iowa Administrative Rules Chapter 495. Background. The creation of the November Dividend and the FED were efforts by the General Assembly to move away from the practice of periodically identifying a group of retirees and creating an ad hoc cost of living adjustment to alleviate the effects of inflation. Four groups were approved by the General Assembly for ad hoc dividend payments and eventually became a part of the November Dividend Group. These include persons that retired between July 1953 and December 1975, between January 1976 and June 1982, between July 1982 and June 1986, between July 1986 and June 1990. Cost of living dividend, November dividend. The November dividend was a replacement program for the pre-1990 ad hoc dividend payment program. The November dividend was first paid in November 1997, fiscal year 1998, and is a guaranteed yearly payment for life. Each year the cost of living dividend is funded from the IPERS Trust Fund and based on a statutory formula that applies a multiplier to a base payment. Each year's base payment equals the previous year's amount. IPERS pays the dividend at the same time as the regular monthly benefit in November. IPERS does not have discretion over the base dividend payment. The base is guaranteed by statute and is factored into the actuarial valuation. However, the statute does not require increases. The IPER's actuary must certify the system can afford an increase not to exceed 3% without causing an increase in contribution rates. If the actuary determines in a particular year that a dividend increase is not affordable, the retiree will still receive the same November dividend amount as received in the previous year. The dollar amount of an individual retiree's November dividend payment has been the same since fiscal year 2002 or November 2001. The median payment for each year from fiscal year 2002 through fiscal year 2012 has ranged from a low of $647 to a high of $664. It has been very stable over the years and only fluctuates because of retiree deaths. Favorable experience dividend or FED or January dividend. The General Assembly provided for the FED payment by creating a FED reserve account with the IPERS Trust Fund in July 1998. Money was transferred from the IPERS Trust Fund to the reserve account for the purposes of creating an annual payment to IPERS members that retired on or after July 1, 1990 and were retired for at least one year. Beneficiaries that have received a monthly death benefit allowance for at least one year are also eligible. The first payments were issued January 1, 1999. In 1998, the General Assembly passed legislation, House File 2496, Public Retirement Systems Act, authorizing a transfer of funds during fiscal year 1999 from the IPERS Trust Fund to the FED Reserve account to be used as seed money. The actuary determined $229 million should be transferred. This represented an estimated five years of dividend payments in fiscal year 2000 and again in fiscal year 2001 there was a favorable actuarial experience so additional funds were transferred into the FED reserve account. There has not been a favorable earning experience as defined in Iowa Code section 97b.49f, subsection 2, since that time, so no additional transfers have been made. Due to the cessation of transfers, the recent market conditions, and an increasing number of FED payments, the reserve account will support between two and three more years of dividend payments, July 2012, 2013 and possibly 2014. By law, the money in the reserve account cannot be used for any purpose other than FED payments. The FED payments are made at the same time as the regular monthly benefit in January. The FED amount is calculated by multiplying a retiree's December benefit by 12 by the number of years retired and by a percentage multiplier as determined by IPERS not to exceed 3% the percentage multiplier has been frozen at 1.07% since fiscal year 2003. For example, monthly IPERS benefit for December of $625 multiplied by 12 percentage multiplier 1.07% number of calendar years retired times five equals $401.25. That This is the FED payment amount. Despite the name, the FED is not tied directly to annual investment performance. In order to transfer funds into the reserve account, there has to be a favorable actuarial experience and the retirement system has to remain 100% fully funded. The reserve account is invested with the trust fund and investment gains and losses are applied to the account balance. The FED payments are not included in the actuarial liabilities because it is not a statutorily guaranteed payment. Statute does not require IPERS to transfer additional funds to the FED. Rather, it allows IPERS to determine the dollar amount of the FED payments based on several criteria, including prior payments, the current and projected reserve account balance, and the number of individuals eligible for a dividend payment. The Benefits Advisory Committee makes recommendations to the IPER system and the General Assembly concerning benefits and services to members of the retirement system. Membership of the group includes representatives of employers, active members, and retired members. The Benefits Advisory Committee voted at the August 1, 2011 meeting to maintain the multiplier at 1.07% for the January 2012 fiscal year 2012 payments. Current situation, cost of living dividend, November dividend. The number of November dividends paid each year has decreased as members of this group have passed away. In 1999, there were 33,414 recipients totaling approximately $14.1 million. For 2010, there were 14,496 recipients totaling $11.4 million. This is a decrease of 18,918 payments made to recipients, 56.6% and $2.7 million, 19%. For fiscal year 2012, an estimated 11,647 recipients will receive approximately $9.1 million. The median payment for the November dividend is $652. The average age of the November dividend recipient is 88. There are currently 121 retirees that have reached 100 years of age. Favorable experience dividend, FED or January dividend. The total amount of the FED payments continues to increase as more baby boomers retire with increased wages and longer years of service and people continue to live longer in retirement. In fiscal year 1999 IPERS made 26,993 FED payments totaling approximately 12.2 million dollars. In 2010, there were 72,707 FED payments, totaling approximately $78.1 million. This is an increase of 45 45- 714 payments to recipients 169.4 percent and an increase in payments of 65.9 million dollars or 542.5 percent. For 2012 the estimated number of recipients is 84,255 at a cost of 99.3 million dollars. The median amount for the FED is 761 dollars. The average age of the recipient is 70. Because of early retirement incentive programs offered by the state and many other IPERS covered employers, cities, counties, and schools in 2010, approximately 8,000 retirees will receive their first FED payment in January 2012. Budget impact, cost of living dividend, November dividend. The statutorily required contribution rate for fiscal year 2012 is 13.45%. This is less than the actuarially required contribution rate of 13.71% based on the June 30, 2010 actuarial valuation. There will be no adjustment made for the November 2011 dividend. The November 2011 payment is estimated to be $9.1 million and will be distributed to an estimated 11,647 retirees. The IPER's actuary must certify the fund can absorb an increase in dividend payments without requiring an increase in the employer and employee contributions due to IPER's ability to adjust the contribution rate up or down by one percentage point there is a chance in the future that the statutory contribution rate will be equal to the actuarially determined rate and at the same time the IPERS actuary may certify an increase in the multiplier rate. Favorable experience dividend, January dividend. As of June 30, 2010, IPERS was 81.4% funded. The value of the reserve account as of June 30, 2010, was $339.1 million. The January 2012 payment is estimated to be $99.3 million and will be distributed to 84,255 retirees. Based on the funds currently available in the reserve account, IPERS estimates sufficient funds remain to make payments for two additional years, January 2013 and January 2014. Additional transfers to the reserve account before it is depleted are highly unlikely since the trust fund must be fully funded before a transfer is allowed. IPERS does not anticipate becoming fully funded by January 2014 alternatives cost of living dividend november dividend the november dividend is paid to retirees or their beneficiaries that retired before july first nineteen ninety the number of recipients is a fixed group of people that continue to decrease due to deaths and will eventually end so no alternatives are recommended at this time favorable experience dividend january dividend The January dividend payment applies to retirees or their beneficiaries that retired after July 1, 1990. It is a growing group. In 2007, the Benefits Advisory Committee requested four FED cost studies to consider ways to extend the expected number of years the FED could make payments. Since 2007 when these studies were completed the number of retirees receiving FED payments has increased and the funds in the reserve account are less than half the value in 2007. The following four items were suggested by the studies. Reduce the FED percentage rate from 1.07% to 0.82% for 2012 and later. At the time the study was done this option extended the FED payments to 2017. Impose a minimum age for eligibility for FED payments. The proposal was to impose a minimum age of 65 for eligibility. At the time the study was done, this option extended the FED payments to 2022. Add an age reduction penalty to the formula for all retirees that begin benefits prior to age 65. The penalty was 0.25% for each month that benefits prior to age 65 were received regardless of whether the person retired under the rule of 88, 62, and 20 years of service or from the special services groups. At the time the study was done, this option extended the FED payments to 2017. Provides a different multiplier for the first nine years of recipient of the FED. The first year of the payment would be based on a multiplier of 0.1% each year thereafter the multiplier would increase by point 0.1 percent until the tenth year when the retiree would receive a one point zero seven percent multiplier equal to the current multiplier percent. At the time the study was done this option extended the FED payments to 2017. The General Assembly may wish to consider the following options. Maintain current law. Under current law once the funds in the reserve account are exhausted the dividend payment ceases modify the current FED payment to delay the depletion of the fund, create an ongoing funding mechanism to provide cost-of-living adjustment for those that retired after July 1, 1990. Other states, in retirement plans, ad hoc cost-of-living adjustments, COLA, require the approval of the plan sponsor, whereas automatic cost-of-living adjustments are based on a fixed annual rate or on the consumer price index, which is generally capped at 3%. The National Association of State Retirement Administrators and the National Council on Teacher Retirement recently completed a public fund survey of approximately 119 large public pension systems. The retirement systems surveyed different in how plans funded COLAs. Of the systems surveyed, approximately 45 based their increases on the consumer price index, which is often capped at 3%. 27 used ad hoc plans approved by the plan sponsor, and an additional 32 used an automatic fixed rate, often at 3%. Of the remaining plans surveyed, 15 based E.C.O.L.A. solely on investment returns, partially based on investment returns or another approach. According to the most recent National Center for State Legislature's NCSL report dated September 30, 2011, 11 states made changes in 2011 to their post-retirement benefit increases or cost-of-living adjustments. This issue review was written and researched by Jennifer Acton with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. She can be reached at 515-281-7846. To view all tables, charts, and other graphics, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov and click on the LSA Publications tab, and then click on Fiscal Analysis. Then click on Issue Reviews.